Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics. I love them, and welcome back to another episode of Cameron Reads Comics. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about The Daredevil by Charles Sewell Omnibus. So this Omni collects Daredevil from 2015 issues number 1 through 28, and then midway through, they change back to legacy numbering, so then it collects 595 through 612. Don't ask me how many issues that is. Probably about 30, 30, mid-30s, maybe 40. I don't know. I was really excited to pick up this omnibus because Daredevil is one of my favorite characters. I think when it comes to Marvel books that I'm always picking up uh, or like to have on my pull list, I think Daredevil is just one of those characters who's always going to be on my pull list, especially uh, during the Zdarsky runs when that became super apparent. So when this came out, I knew I needed it because I wanted to pick up and read what was coming out before Zdarsky's. I think Sewell, uh, Charles Soul is an underrated writer in the Marvel bullpen. Uh, I think his titles are actually like so very consistent. And he actually used to be a lawyer before he got into comics. So all of the law stuff that he's writing about in this story actually makes like a lot of sense. And it's from a real like validated source. Not that like this is factual law, but it has a lot more credibility. So when it comes to the approachability of this series, Daredevil is a character with a long history, but for the most part, I found with this run, you can hop right in. Um, I didn't see anything that stuck out to me that made it unapproachable or too deep in the canon. Do you know Daredevil? Do you know Kingpin? Do you know how they feel about each other? You're fine. Uh, this story picks up right after Mark Wade's Daredevil run, which is one of my favorite of all time. So in Mark Wade's run, you can read it. I always highly recommend reading that, but then that goes right into this. And so Mark Wade's Daredevil run has Matt moved to San Francisco. And then in this run, he moves back to Hell's Kitchen. So Matt put the genie back in the bottle that nobody knows that he's Daredevil anymore. Um, and that's really where it takes place. So for the most part, you don't need to know about too much that happened in Wade's run. Uh, before going into this. This is a return to form of the darker side of the Daredevil mythos. Wade's run was very lighthearted, so this is him not being that. But I appreciate that for the darker tone of Daredevil that he leaned into, you don't he wasn't overdoing it. There were some runs, I'll say, I thought the Brubaker run was a little too, like, hitting you over the head with how gruesome and dark the, the series could be. This doesn't do that. It's... It's serious, it's elevated, it's dangerous, but it's not uh, too much. It's not overdoing it, which is great. And what's cool too is there's a lot of inhuman stuff in this story. Um, Soul wrote Inhumans versus X-Men, so I think we're kind of seeing that happening simultaneously with this. And this also takes place after, at the end of that event, uh, the Terrigen bomb explodes in New York City. And so... Um, He's dealing with the ramifications of like, you know, this is when Kamala Khan became uh, a, a inhuman, you know, she came to fruition. So the inhumans were kind of a big deal in Marvel at the time. In, in this arc, we also see, in this run, we also see some other things come to fruition. Kingpin becomes mayor. There's a major arc on the death of Daredevil. But for right now, I kind of just want to go into some of the mil villains that we see in this series. First one we see is a villain called Ten Fingers. Very literally... On each hand, he has 10 fingers, which uh, he's really just like a gangster and a member of the hand. I didn't think that this arc went so deep into like 
this villain being such a threat. I don't think he's the biggest threat of the entire series, but I do think that uh, he was an interesting villain, and it's good to see, like, you know, a return to form of Daredevil stopping crime, gang violence within Hell's Kitchen. That's just, like, we see that. Uh, he works for the Hand. It's tied into all of that. Cool. Um, that run, that that arc doesn't really pay off too much through the rest of the run, but it sets up a lot of stuff. So it's not like Ten Fingers was like such an important villain. But what comes post Ten Fingers is, is is interesting, and there were some seeds laid in that first arc. The next, who I actually think was one of the better villains in this run, I thought was a very unique character, was a villain called Muse. Muse is a serial killer that kills people and then paints murals with their blood, which is straight terrifying. I thought this villain was very, very scary. Uh, I thought he was really unique. And the way he interacts with another character I'll talk about in a minute, Blindspot, was uh, very fascinating. I'd love to see Muse come back and, and, and used in other ways. But this is a very much a villain that is uh, soul uses a uh, holds close to the chest. Very important. We obviously have Kingpin, who is just the, the main antagonist. I think that it, we're at the point where Daredevil stories are always going to be Kingpin, Kingpin versus Daredevil. So we had a major arc of Kingpin v Daredevil, uh, Wilson Fisk. Kingpin becomes mayor, but what's really interesting is he appoints Matt Murdock who he doesn't know is Daredevil at the time, to be his deputy mayor. And you really see an interesting dynamic because guess what? He asks Matt Murdock and Matt Murdock says yes. And so it's just so fascinating. Like navigating through that was some really good stuff. That It's a long chess match between those two always. But that, the way that Sol was handling that, I thought was so interesting. You also see the hand, and then a new villain within the hand called the Beast. Uh, the hand also is one of those like the two villains you're always going to see, excluding Bullseye, who's barely in this. Uh, is the hand and the Beast? So it's a Ninja Clan, obviously. Uh, they're obviously in this one, but then they give the hand a new figurehead named the Beast, and he also is actually their source of power, which is explored, and and, and the corrupt magic used by the used in the hand which i thought was really unique and interesting i, I liked seeing it there are some side characters that uh did that are in this story uh the defenders so th this is the defenders made up of the team that we saw on the netflix series the defenders honestly when it comes to the other marvel characters that appear in this run i'm glad it's these guys daredevil just needs to be a street level hero i i'm glad i don't think he's really he, if he has been an Avenger, it's been very few times. And so he's just a street level character. So it's like Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Jessica Jones. Great. That's all. And, and we see some Spider-Man. We see a lot of Spider-Man crossover. There's a good Spider-Man Daredevil issue in this run. There's also, well, I just want to mention it. I don't think I wrote it down. There's also a, a great run right after the Spider-Man issue is an issue of Joker or Joker. Daredevil playing poker is what I'm trying to say. Fascinating. He's a blind man. He can't see what's on the cards, but he's reading people's heartbeats to tell if they're bluffing. Awesome. Great run. A great, great move. Then there's a new character in this arc introduced named Blind Spot, who I actually really like. I'd say he's the second main character in this omnibus. They kind of gave Daredevil a young, I want to say sidekick. He's not a Robin. He's more of a sidekick. 
he has a great arc with villain Muse. I really liked it. I don't want to spoil that for you. I want you guys to read it. Um, a lot of fans are wondering what this character is in the new Zdarsky run, but I understand like the dichotomy of using him and not using him and whether or not he should be a mainstay character. I'd say he's fairly strong, but I'd argue he's as relevant as Kirsten McDuffie, uh, who is, you know, I think the new standing love interest for Daredevil. And I like Kirsten McDuffie, but I think, uh, you know, she's not quite completely necessary. She's no Karen Page. Uh, and so blind spot is also no foggy nelson but yeah so you can see why they'd want to use them or not um hopefully we'll, we'll see him again soon uh, he'll be around but you know i don't think Zadarski uh, felt like using him and you know you don't have to use who you don't want and hopefully he comes back though i did like him now the new i think the newest actually most influential character in this run though was the addition of mike murdoch now i don't know if he was a silver age character i think they were alluding that he was but when it said when it said he had a first appearance, I think it was in this like like as a character, his first appearance was in issue six hundred something. So Mike is a character that is Matt's brother that wasn't real. It was an alias that Matt would use, but then in this arc he becomes real. Uh Matt would use the Mike Murdoch to go undercover, like as himself. Like he would call himself Mike and act like he could see. Um, it's a whole thing, but he becomes real. He's an interesting character, and that is someone that actually Chip Zdarsky in his Daredevil run did use. So I was glad to see like where this guy came from. So that that was really interesting. Now, for the art in this book, I like Soul's writing, but the one of the main artists, the first artist in this book is Ron Garney. I love Ron Garney's art. And I think this sealed the deal. It's amazing to see because I read his his run with Mark Wade on Captain America. It was amazing to see like how vastly different and similar his art style had become. Um, Ron Garney's a big artist, a big name in comics right now, currently doing the art for Berserker, uh, written by Keanu Reeves. So I'm glad to see that he's like finding such success because... Tonally, his Daredevil art was amazing. I love his style uh, so much, but I think I saw so much like Lee Weeks influence uh, in, in his Daredevil black costume and in just the palettes that he was using. I just thought it was so... All the choices he made in this were so beautiful and so interesting, which I loved. Like, I'm huge... I'm, I'm obsessed with what he would do next, you know? Uh the grittiness in the art was really palpable and great. The grittiness that he put into Daredevil's style uh, is amazing. So it really, it made me love this like black and red costume that I didn't know if I'd be a huge fan of. So to see it here was awesome. And then the other artist, you know, coming off that Daredevil returned back into his red suit. The other artist responsible for that was Phil Noto. And I love Phil Noto. It's, his style and, and Garney's style are so different. When it comes to this book, like he does the tail end of the run, uh, mainly the dare, death of Daredevil, but I freaking love how polished his art looks. Um, it works really great and works so well on this book, and his last few, his last few issues are really good uh, that when I picked up Variants, number one, the, the uh, Gail Simone Phil Noto series, I just loved his art. It's so polished, and... And I think 
it works with this run. I just thought it was it was such an interesting choice for Phil Noto to be on this book, but he does some really great Mike Murdoch stuff. Uh, I, was, I was a huge fan. So the those two artists were very vastly different, but also very unique, and we love a unique comic book. So yeah, overall, I think my rating for this is going to be a 7.4 out of 10. It was awesome. Uh, but it's hard to write Daredevil because, you know, this is a solid run, but it was he's also surrounded by giants. You know, I think either really hit the nail on the head. Overall, if you're a Daredevil fan, I would say this is required. I, I'd say this is necessary reading. I think it's a quality Daredevil run, and I think the Mayor Fist stuff. Making Wilson Fisk Mayor is like the equivalent of making Lex Luthor president, like on par. And I know that's kind of where that decision could, could have been inspired, but on par. I think Charles Soule is a great writer and I'm really excited to see what he does next. But yeah, I give it a 7.4 out of 10. If if you don't want to read it, you don't have to. But if you do, I really think you should uh, because it's, it's worthwhile and we love Daredevil. So um, if you have read this run, make sure to leave a comment. Uh, if you like this video, make sure to clobber those like and subscribe buttons. I'm trying to do new videos all the time. My name is Cameron. I don't just read comics. I love them. See you next time.